Hey, buddy, Matt Middlestad here, and welcome to another No Agent Left Behind podcast where we are here to make sure that no agent out there across America or even in Canada or anywhere else that's listening to this around the world is not being left behind. And uh, super excited today because we have a podcast that is just going to be fantastic for all the realtors out there and all the agents making sure that you're not left behind. And we have a special guest today. And uh, his name is Jonathan Ramsey, or you can call him John. He's out of the Austin, Texas area, has many, many years of experience. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let him introduce himself and just tell a little bit, Jonathan, about your background, how long you've been in real estate. He's also a broker as well. And obviously today I also have my business partners as well that run this podcast with me, Joshua Parker, and also Brian Armstrong. But uh, real quick, uh, love to hear from you, Jonathan. Um, But I do, before we start that, I want to let everybody know that today we're going to talk about being a people person, right? Uh, You know, people buy from people uh, that they like and trust. And we're going to really talk about how you can be a massive uh, I call it a rapport building assassin. Okay. And uh, so that's the subject today, but Jonathan, if you just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, a little background, where you're from, and then uh, you could throw the call back to me, buddy. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me on here, Matt. And uh, I am living out here in Lago Vista now, but I grew up in South Austin and I have been in the Austin area since I was born, basically. So, and I've been a realtor since 1996, which is the year that I became an apartment locator down at UT in the UT area and got my feet wet that way. But it was about 2000 when I made my first uh, home sale and I got hooked after that. And since then I've been doing that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, growing up in the Austin area and seeing how much it's grown and all the changes that have gone through in the Austin area. One thing that hasn't changed is that being a people person is what makes me tick. And and that's how, you know, I, I just feel like that's, it's the word for it. Um, when I go out in public and I like, for instance, I mentioned to you, I was at a show last night, I go out in public. I'm, I'm looking around at who's the next guy I want to make friends with, you know, because that, that's just my personality. That's kind of baked in, but um, I've noticed that a, a lot of business can come from that. So it's, it's a good idea to always have your card in your phone. I mean, that's something that you younger guys taught me actually, is that you can have your business card in your phone and zap it over to somebody. And uh, that that's a lot quicker than putting somebody's hand, putting them, card in somebody's hand and having them throw it down when they walk off, you know, stay in touch with them, send them some text message, send them some jokes, things like that, and become friends with them, you know? Yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. And, and you know, what's crazy, it just reminds me of like, have you ever been like, I know that your background obviously is real estate, but you also are a music lover. Obviously, yes. that's why you live in the Austin, Texas area, but I also know that, you know, you play music, you can sing, things of that nature. Have you ever been to like a venue and then after the venue's over, maybe it's a venue you played at and you notice all the business cards sitting on the ground? <laughs> I have seen that. I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah, yeah. all the business cards. The same cards. thing with flyers. People look at them and they throw them down because they don't, 
have anywhere to put them usually, or they don't care enough to think about it at the time. And they might think about it later and go, I wish I would have kept that guy's card. But yeah. because it's in your phone and because you keep sending them text messages, they're going to have that phone number in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so, you know, to go on to the subject, and again, uh, Jonathan, welcome to the call. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about being uh, a people person, right? And uh, like Jonathan said, you know, it's the gift of gab, you know, um, but, you know, just connecting, you know, we're all natural connectors. And if you can really learn how to be a natural connector and a rapport building assassin, then you're going to have tons of business. And this is a free way, right? Because you were born with a mouth. Hopefully, if you were listening with this, the ones that weren't born with a mouth, I apologize, don't want to offend you. But most people are born with a mouth. And if you open it and, and, and talk to people and what I'd like to say is don't just talk about yourself, right? Talk about them, find out about them, things of that nature. So I'm going to throw the call over to Josh and uh, he can kind of, and then Josh, you can give it over to Bryant and just tell us what your uh, thoughts are on about being a people person, buddy. Yeah. I mean, in this industry, it's a must, right? We deal with people. Zillow showed the world that, you know, computer generated purchases, you know, are dying quickly and, and falling apart, and there's a reason for that. You know, this this industry, you know, you have to have that, that person involved in it. And, you know, luckily for us, we all get to be a part of that and help people with the major purchase. And, you know, Jonathan said something earlier, you know, talking to people at the grocery store. That's one of my favorite places to, you know, strike up a conversation. That's why I'm sitting in line. I got somebody behind me. I got somebody in front of me. Figure out something interesting in their cart and strike up a conversation and, and build that rapport that way. And, you know, I think we've said it a lot that no matter where you are, you have an opportunity to get in front of somebody. You know, everybody needs some place to live, some place to lay their head at night. And whether it's renting, buying, you know, maybe they're, in the process of thinking about selling or relocating. So, you know, the ability to talk to people in, as you said, talk to them about them because nobody wants to hear about somebody talk about themselves, get them to start communicating, get them to start telling you what they do, what interests them and build off of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. You probably have because you're, you're my best friend, Josh, but uh, everybody tunes into the same radio station every single morning and it's WIIFM. What's in it for me? So remember, people like to talk about themselves, right? And so if you're digging into them, you know, and asking them about them and their family and their hobbies and things like that, you're going to start building that natural rapport, even with a stranger like Jonathan at a concert. He said, you know, was at a concert last night in Austin and, you know, he just started talking to people and he actually met a few realtors and, you know, it just kind of, you know, it flows because you're not talking about yourself and we've all been around the person that just likes to talk about themselves. And it's like, Oh my gosh, they're full of themselves, right? Like nobody wants to hear, but a good rapport builder will figure out how to get them to talk about them, but you're also showing interest, right? As well. So uh, I'd love to throw it over to Bryant. Bryant, uh, you've done a great job. Same with Josh. And actually all of these on here have had successful real estate careers. And 
I think that has, has nothing to do with sales. I think that has to do with building relationships. I believe that if you're a good relationship builder, then you will be a good uh, whatever you're selling, whatever product you're selling. And so Brian's done really good with his clients. Uh, so Brian, I'd like to throw the call over to you, man, and what your thoughts are on being a people person. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i kind of like how John Jonathan said he was. He uh, I'll make friends everywhere, standing in line in the grocery you know, store, my wife makes fun of me because I, you know, I have people on the phone, like say the spectrum, you know, rep or whatever it may be. And I'm, you know, asking questions about them and, and, and making friends with them. And she gives me a hard time about it, but that's just my personality. Um, I have a little saying called do your ABCs in sales. Always be curious. Um, you know, keep asking questions. Uh, you know, tell me more about that. Again, like you said, um, people want to talk about themselves. They don't want to hear about you talk about yourself. Um, I got an example yesterday. I was putting a sign out in the yard in the listing that I had and noticed a neighbor was out there washing his boat with a brand new Chevy truck with the paper license plate still on there. Went over there and struck up a conversation about his boat and his truck. And then he asked me, well, do you think your sellers will take 315 for the house? I'm like, no, we're at 360. And then, you know, we stopped talking about that, started talking a little bit more about his you know, boat and truck and what he does for a living, where he's from. And, and then uh, gives me his card and says, run, run me a, a rental CMA on this house and, uh, and email it over to me. So by me being curious and, and checking out his boat and finding that common interest that we have, I possibly going to have a twofer on, you know what I mean? Or at least have a client for another house. And so yeah, man, just just make friends everywhere you are. I, it's definitely a personality trait, but uh, yeah, you know, you can train yourself to do this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, but here's what I see with some real estate agents. Okay, some real estate agents would go put that sign in the ground, and this is why we have this podcast is to build up your conv, you know, your confidence, and <laughs> and really, because I know there's real estate agents out there that. That, that want to be better rapport builders or want to get more business. And and one of the things I would say is, you know, if you're a real estate agent that go, goes and does what Bryant does is, which is put a sign in the ground and you see the neighbor and you are a little nervous to even say like hi or engage, don't be right. Like you're, you're a real estate professional. You're putting a sign on the ground. That's their neighbor. Say something to them. You never know where that conversation is going to go. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're in Texas, we're all nice people in Texas. We all say hi to each other. We say hi to people at the grocery store. Now, if you're listening to this and you're in New Jersey or whatever, like come to Texas, we'll teach you how to, uh, we'll teach you how to, we'll teach you how to say hi to people, you know? And the reason I bring that story up is it's funny. Uh, in my early in my uh, career in home sales, I, 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 I was in Florida for, for three and a half years. And uh, I remember it was from 2004 to 2007. And my dad told me, he said, Matt, listen, when you go to Florida, and I was like 20 something years old at that time, he said, Matt, when you go to Florida, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have a culture shock. And I was like, what do you mean, dad? What do you mean I don't have a culture shock? And he said, well, listen, he said, everybody there is not from Florida. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not as nice as we are in Texas. I'm like, yeah, whatever, 20 year old kid. Yeah, whatever, dad, you know, and like, literally, like it was, it was something I had to learn to overcome. Like I'd be in the gas station and I'd be like, Hey, how's your day going? And they'd look at me sideways. Like, Hey, are you talking to me? Like, you know what I mean? And so I had to kind of learn that, but, uh, 
I wanted to share a quick little story based on my sales career, and it has to do with rapport building. Um, I just told you I was in Florida for about three and a half years. And uh, uh, when I moved back to Texas, when the 2008 crash happened, um, I was uh, actually uh, uh, selling homes at a, a mobile home dealership. So it's, it's, it's actually, that's where I spent my first part of my career. And uh, I remember, you know, I was always top sales where I was in Florida. Um, and, and then when I came to Texas, uh, I did really, really well. And then uh, about three, four months into uh, my, you know, sales job there, um, I remember uh, my sales started to dip. And I remember calling my dad and saying, Dad, what, what am I what am I doing wrong? And he said, well, take me through your sales process. Like, when you meet the customer, what are you doing? You know, and, and what's and whatnot. And uh, he said, he said, Matt, he goes, here's, here's what you're doing wrong. He said, what you're doing wrong is you're not building any rapport with them. He, he said, literally, you're meeting them, you're asking them, you know, what they can qualify for. Um, and you're going for, he said, you're going for the gudgeler, like you're, you're going for the neck, you're going for the kill. And that's the same thing in real estate. And so what I did is I started to just be relaxed. I didn't care about the sale, right? I didn't care about, you know, them, them uh, buying the house on, you know, the first visit or anything of that nature. What I did is I sat back and I did exactly what we're teaching here today, which is just get to know them, right? Build a little bit of rapport with them. I actually changed my office because back then we would actually meet people in an office because it was a manufactured home dealership and the homes were actually on the sales center. And literally I changed my whole office uh, to where I had a couch where instead it was just like, you know, sit down in my chairs and I'm at the desk at the desk and, and I had a couch and I had them sit down on the couch. And I even had two chairs instead of a desk. I had two chairs and I just, I moved the desk over to the side. Right. And I just sat there in the chair, very relaxed. And just, uh, as, as I like to say, I just shot the shit, right? Like I just, in Texas, we just shot the shit with them and my sales skyrocketed because I was building more relationships and I was building more rapport so when I actually got into real estate over 10 years ago and got my real estate license, that's how what I did in the houses. When I go meet a client, I would just BS with them and not worry about the sale because I knew if I could build a relationship with them, the money would follow later on. Like if I could get them on a relationship, the money would follow later on. And uh, I've, I've kind of that experience I had in my younger days has helped me do what I'm doing nowadays and helping other clients and helping other real estate agents as well. So just being a, a people person and being a relationship builder is super, super important. And uh, so I'm gentlemen, pick on any, you, Matt, because go ahead, one, go it's ahead your, Josh. one, it's your birthday, but two, <laughs> today's your birthday. Yeah. It reminds me. Oh man, happy birthday. Thank you. It reminds me of, uh, it may have been right as you got into real estate, but you made a bunch of, koozies now yeah <laughs> so he makes these koozies and forgot to spell check <laughs> so instead of instead of realtor it said relator but and i think That's this awesome. is this goes right along with this conversation that we're having today because it's it's a prime example of how to spin things right and how to how to use things even though they may not be correct to build relationships and you know you spun it to where you know hey i'm matt middlestat the relator you know i'm building <laughs> a relationship great. and so you know i think that just goes along with what we're talking about today on on being able to to spin things and and you know 
become a chameleon, learn how to adapt and utilize what we've, you know, the gift of gab to be able to talk to people and, and build those relationships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, man. I forgot about those koozies. Yeah. And, and what happened with those koozies was, is listen, I'm a terrible speller. I'll tell you that much. And uh, my wife, I had my wife, which my wife has a master's degree in education. Okay. So as I'm ordering these koozies, I have her proofread them and she orders them for me and they get in the mail and I'm excited about them. Right. And I literally, of them. <laughs> we, I had thousands, I had over a thousand of them. Right. And, and I'm excited and I go, we go to uh, Jack Allen's with my family and uh, my family, I'm handing them out to all my family. Right. And I, and we're at this long table at Jack Allen's and I'm literally handing them out. I'm excited, you know, this and that. And uh, my, my, my sisters go, Matt, you're the relator. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I had no idea that they even, that, 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 that it was misspelled. <laughs> and and uh, so I started utilizing that as, hey, yeah, I'm Matt Middlestead. I'm the relator. Um, I relate to you and your family's housing needs. So come work with me, right? So yeah, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. So it's great. I got to go find and see if I got any more of those. I think I, I, think I gave <laughs> yeah, you still got one. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, guys, listen, you know, uh, to kind of end this podcast and, 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 and let you know, if you can figure out how to be a master rapport builder and just a relationship builder, okay, then you will have the most success you've ever had. It doesn't, all the other stuff that goes along in real estate with contracts and, and negotiations and all that type of stuff. You can learn all that. You can be the best at that. But guys, tell me this. How many realtors have you met that are just like, they just have a nasty attitude, right? They have a bad attitude. Um, they, 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 they just, you know, think the world's against them. And if, if you can just be that, the best rapport builder, then everything else can follow. Like I've met agents that have come on uh, with us in, in, in a team or, or with our brokerage and and they're not the brightest cookies in the box, okay? They're not the brightest cookies in the box when it comes to paperwork and things like that, but they can go out and build a relationship with them and somebody loves them so much that they want to work with them. We can figure out all the other stuff in the back end, right, guys? Like we can figure out all that type of stuff and they can learn that stuff as they go on. So just uh, just amazing uh, stuff. And uh, any last thoughts anybody wants to do before we close it out? I mean, just, I mean, there, there's a bunch of free, you know, classes that you can even take online that will, you know, teach you the questions to ask. I mean, um, you know, take a notepad, you know, or even on your phone, use the notes and think of some good rapport building questions. And, you know, when you have those conversations on the phone and you can't think of something to say, you know, refer to your phone or notepad or whatever is easiest for you and, and, and ask those questions. So um, so you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad we haven't closed it out yet because, Brian, um, in my early days in, in the mobile home business, uh, about eight to ten years in the mobile home business, we had what we called as a qualifier. And Josh mm -hmm. knows this because he was in that business too. And this qualifier had, you know, uh, it, it was it was broken down from like, you know, what are your housing needs? You know, where, you know, what are you? What's your current situation? What are you looking for in a home? And then uh, broken down with like your financial situation, right? And what what I would teach people to do is I would say, hey, remember that qualifier so you're not sitting there with a clipboard and reading it off like an interrogation, okay? So like, you know, where are you from? 
you know, all that type of stuff, study it, remember it, and then you can flow with it. And what we would do, and it's the same thing I was talking about, like, I think on another podcast where we would actually be uh, at a house and we'd be building rapport with somebody and you would ask them like, you know, for instance, I'll kind of role play with you really quick, Brian, just so people can kind of see, I think that'll be really good. So uh, let's say that uh, me and you met at a house, right, Brian? Okay. We've just met at a house. All right. All right. And uh, hey, Brian, you know, welcome. Uh, welcome to this house. It's really good to meet you, man. Where are you from? Alabama. Alabama, man. Are you a, are you a Roll Tide person? Oh, you know it, man. The first name I'm named after Bear Bryant. I had no choice. Yeah. How's it, how's it feel to, to be in uh, UT country, Longhorn country? I mean, they're not really relevant, so uh, it doesn't bother me too much. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Are you from Are you from Alabama? Like originally from there, or is that I just am. okay? Awesome, awesome. Did you go to high school out there in college as well? No, my dad was Air Force, so I lived there until I was about twelve. Then Reno, Nevada, and then uh, he got tired of being, you know, shipped overseas and all that. So he uh, got a job with American Airlines, and that's what brought us to Texas. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, let me ask you this: in in Alabama, what'd you do? What what what's making you move to the beautiful state of Texas? All right, just the military. Oh, okay, so you're in the military now. Well, no, no, no. Me. So when I was 12 years old, my dad moved to Nevada, and then got tired of, uh, you know, going to. He was in Desert Storm and all that, and so uh, he wanted to be home more often, and so he got hired on as a pilot for American Airlines, and that that brought us from Reno to Texas, and. You know, I'm happy about it. There's more opportunity here. Um, you, you know, I love Texas, but Alabama's always going to be home. My roots are in Alabama, but my wings are in Texas. So, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, awesome. Well, well, that's amazing. So, uh, what do you do here in Texas? What do you do for a living? Oh man, I'm a, a direct TV installer. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, man, because I always wondered this. You know, about direct TV and Dish, like you know, the competition between the two. What do you think the major difference is between those two? The engineering. The engineering of it? Yeah. Like so everybody complains about the satellites going out when the, you know, when the weather happens and uh the engineering that what Direct TV does to their satellites, they're just they outwork dish networks. I mean, if you go look at them on the roof, you can see the difference, the thicker, you know, reflector and all that. So Yeah. Um, guys, yeah, I used to do Direct TV back in the day. Oh, did you? How how long you been with them, brother? Uh, three years. Awesome, that's fantastic. Hey, do they? Uh, um, are you like just a technician that installs them, or are you one that sells them? Both. Okay, awesome. That's fantastic. Well, good deal. Awesome. And what's your wife do? What does she do for a living? She's a stay home mom. Awesome. So you must you must make really good money at uh, uh, at uh, Directv, right? We did surprisingly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, maybe you can get me a deal, right? You think you can give me a deal? Well, I mean, now they have all these streaming services. You might want to look into that if you want to save okay. some money. Awesome. Fantastic. And how many kids you got? Three. Three kiddos. Awesome. And uh, uh, let me ask you this. Do they have any hobbies that they do? Do they play any sports? Like, I've got three kids as well. You know, one's in ballerina. The other one plays uh, baseball. Uh, and the other one's too young to figure out what he wants to do. What about your kiddos? And my oldest is more into, like, swimming sports, loves the water. Um loves xbox i mean but what kid doesn't i mean i love xbox yeah the youngest ones in dance and gymnastics and uh we're getting her into cheer this year and the my youngest youngest son he's uh he's too young to be into anything but 
he balls his fist up like he wants to fight me. So I think karate might be a good one for him. Got it. Got it. So, hey, you're you're the youngest one that, that swims. Do you guys uh, have a swimming pool where you live? Like, what's your current living situation? Do you guys live in an apartment complex or do you have a house with a swimming pool? What's the deal? Uh, we're renting a, you know, renting a house. Um, it has a neighborhood pool. It's always crowded. And, yeah, you know, it, it's more of a challenge to go there as adults. But, you know, the kids love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, listen, I hopefully you like this house and everything. And so here's, here's what I'm doing, right? So I'm asking him about his family. I know about his kids. I know that he works at direct TV. I know he's been there for three years, so I know it's not a new job. I know he makes pretty good money because his wife doesn't have to work and we live in an inflation economy, right? I also know that he's coming from a rent house, not an apartment. Okay. So, you know, the rent house, I'm sure, you know, then what I would also build in, <laughs> hey, what do they charge for rent nowadays at, uh, uh, what do they charge for rent now on houses? Matt, you know what? The, your sales pitch with the mobile homes is very much almost identical to the no, ones in the no, home. It, no, and you know why it is, brother? You know why it is? Because a lot of those guys came from the mobile home industry. The sales process, that same sales process that I just did on you is the same thing that they taught a lot of those guys. I know a lot of those guys with that sales process. Like literally the sales process that they taught us there was the best thing that ever happened in my career because it was, I wish they would do that with new real estate agents because they don't teach them how to engage that way and then pick those little pieces out to know what you have at your hands, right? Like if I, was if I was having a conversation with you and you were like, hey, yeah, I work at Walmart and I know in my head, Walmart employees probably get paid $15 an hour, right? And then the wife doesn't work. I know, hey, maybe, maybe they don't qualify, right? But hey, I know I'm going to ask, you know, so it's picking that stuff out. But that again, without interrogating him, I'm getting information out to find out what I have on my hands. You know, do I have a green apple or do I have a red apple or do I have a brown apple? Okay. I like to do it as the apple phase, right? So guys, there's a lot there that I just kind of unraveled, but listen, that's what we're here for. So we're going to go and close the podcast out, but that's what we're here for. All of us agents here are here to help you be more successful in real estate. So reach out to us. But Brian, you had one more thing you wanted to say? One more thing, man. So <clears throat> when I was in the new home industry, uh, they had us read this book called The 4-2 Formula by Jeff Shore. Um, it's basically uh, current dissatisfaction times future promise is greater than cost plus fear. And so they would have us dig into their pain. And so by you asking me, are you in an apartment complex? You know, that's that was one of the big questions we would ask. Because if they are, they're probably rents going up every year. You know what I mean? It's not going down. You know, they're you know, definitely not a house. And so you dig into what their current dissatisfaction is to make them get off the fence to be ready to purchase a home. Does that make sense? Yeah, Josh, what did we call it? We called it, uh, um, it was something else. It was like fear, love, uh something else. I'll have to uh, figure that what it, what it was. I forgot, but it was the same thing that you're talking about. Um, but I like, I I'd like to get that book. And once you, we called them hot buttons. Once you figured out what their hot button was, then you push that hot button. So like apartment complex, maybe they're worried about security or something like that. You push that hot button and you really drill down on that. And that's what motivates them, uh, to, uh, to buy that they're in right because yep, the current, that, situation. current situation so yeah awesome stuff guys listen um appreciative everybody listening today and again 
Um, you can drop a comment on the podcast. You can also we'll upload this to our YouTube channel, which is No Agent Left Behind Real Value. You can drop comments if there's a subject you're struggling with, something you want to reach out to us and just pick our brains. We're an open book, okay? And you can reach us on social media as well. And we'd love to meet with you and just help you out. So that's what we're here for. Um, we're trying to build a culture and a community where no agent is left behind and making sure that people are taken care of. So gentlemen, everybody, thank you so much. Y'all have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you next week on the no agent left behind pause Pat podcast. Talk to you soon. Recording stopped. All right, guys, I got to cut out. I got to,